0: Welcome to the Fantasy Savvy Weekly Radio Show with your host, Steve D'Angelo. Week 15, semifinals of the fantasy football playoffs. Obviously, we need to survive and advance as there's only one week left in the 2019 fantasy football season. Last week was a tough one for me. I'm over it now. It took me a few days to get over. Eight out of 11 leagues, I made my playoffs. And I got knocked out in six last week. Only advanced in two. The two that I actually won last year. So I'm looking to repeat in both those leagues. But sitting Rohit Moster for Curtis Samuel cost me a W. Sitting A.J. Brown for, uh, for Curtis Samuel cost me a W. Sitting Darius Slayton for Curtis Samuel cost me a W. Um, starting Niners defense cost me a W. So I could have advanced in four of those six leagues that I had lost in. And it would have been a much better semifinals for me. And much sweeter. Uh, Roheem Moster is a guy that I've liked all season. Even last year I liked him. I have him in my Dynasty League. I drafted him in my Dynasty League this year. I even said it on Twitter. He could win you your fantasy championship. But I was hesitant. Because. Saints D. Not the best matchup. Breida coming back. You know. How are they going to mix the guys in? And. Moster. The week before, took over Coleman, smashed the Ravens, and I knew it, I had a feeling, and I went with Samuel in the Dome game against Atlanta, uh, a guy who's been so inconsistent all year, and uh, he just burned me. I mean, you know, the, my other guys hurt me too. I, this was a 16-team league, the one league that I lost when I could have started most or A.J. Brown over Samuel. I had Josh Allen as my quarterback. Uh, In a tough matchup. And it was his worst game of the year too. So that cost me as well. Uh, I was looking at Nick Foles as a... um, Well, first I had Minshew as a backup. And I was going to use him. Then he got replaced. Foles came in. Foles got benched. And then I couldn't get Minshew back. So I was forced to use Allen in that spot. He gave me like 11 points. Uh, That Dak Amari touchdown combination on Thursday night destroyed me. Uh, That... My opponent had both those guys, so that cost me too. So there's all these little things that cost you, and you you know you wish you could make the changes, but it goes to show you you know trust your gut, believe in what you see, believe in what you watch on the tape, and go with that. And you know Curtis Samuels, a guy that I love. I love his talent, and every week he's making plays, and you know he's getting open. But Kyle Allen cannot hit him. He misses him all the time. And he, there was two plays in that game. One Kyle Allen missed him on a bomb, which would have probably been a touchdown, and another one, Samuel's arm got ripped, and but he, you know, that didn't really have anything to do with his feet, and he somehow fell after that, and that would have been a touchdown too. So just plays like that with him and Allen all year, they haven't been able to connect, which has been so frustrating. So Samuel was my biggest disappointment, a guy that I've had in you know, a lot of my leagues, probably nine out of eleven leagues that I'm in. I have him in Dynasty too. Um, A guy that I believe in. But the quarterback situation is not good. I think when Cam gets there, it's going to be much better for Samuel. And he's going to get even better because he's quick. He runs good routes. He's deadly on those fade, you know, those streak routes where he gives that little inside jab and he bounces to the outside. He's open. Um, But Kyle Allen just cannot hit him. So I'm only left in two leagues. It's very frustrating. But now it's time to just focus, take what we learned from last week and from this season and get into the fantasy Super Bowl. And then everything that you learn from this year. And then, you know, whatever sticks out from last week. Make sure you write it down and apply that to next year. So, um, so we're going to get into all these games. So, full slate. No Saturday games. we got Saturday games next week. Um, we'll go over the Ravens-Jets game real quick. And then we'll get into the rest of the games. We'll go over the weather. We'll do some DFS. We'll do NFL picks. We'll get into everything we can possibly get into and cover everything we can possibly cover um, in the, off the top here. So sit back, relax, enjoy as we get into week 15 of the Fantasy Football Playoffs. Okay, last night we saw, or two nights ago rather, we saw the Ravens win 42 over the Jets 21-21. Uh, in Baltimore, the Ravens clinch the AFC North. Lamar Jackson beats Michael Vick's single re- uh, season rushing record for a quarterback. He delivers for his fantasy owners. I the only league I owned them in this year is the league I'm still live. It's a two quarterback league, and awesome, awesome game. Twenty three completions, five of them go for um, fifteen completions, five of them go for touchdowns. Two hundred twelve yards, another eighty six yards rushing. Uh, so he was giving you, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50 points in your fantasy leagues. Just an amazing performance for your, for your, for your teams. And, you know, next week he's got Cleveland. That game will probably mean something to them too. So, you know, money in the bank for Lamar Jackson. You're going to be a dangerous squad and I got a good team behind him. So I feel very good about my chances of advancing. You know, there was some concern of him coming in with the injury. You know, yeah, yeah people were talking about benching him, which was insane, Um, I don't know how people could even entertain that. Uh, Ingram was a guy that I sat in the other league I'm in. But I have Carson and Dalvin Cook, and you can only start two running backs. There's no flex spot. So he ended up having a good night. uh, 15 of 76 and a touchdown. Also caught a touchdown uh, for 10 yards. So very productive day for him. You know He's going to be a starter every week no matter the matchup, even though this was a tough match coming in. And then nothing really of note here. Mark Andrews, you know, he did work for you, though. Four catches, 52 yards. Marquise Brown also got in the end zone, so paid off. And then on the Jets' side, I wouldn't have started any of these guys. But Crowder had six for 90 and two touchdowns, which was big if you used him. And then Bell, you know, uh, kind of what he's been doing all year. You know, under around 10 points, 11 points. Very disappointing season if you draft Le'Veon Bell. 21 of 87, just one catch. I mean, two catches for a yard. And then Donald, 18 of 32. Completion percentage is poor, uh, but he does throw two touchdowns and just the one pick, which was not a good throw, but it uh, actually wasn't a terrible performance from Donald. you know he played all right, but you know he's just been frustrating all year with a lot of turnovers and we saw that from him in USC. So the Ravens get the win, they keep moving. the Jets, it is what it is. they're a miserable, pathetic team, uh, five and nine, one and six in the road, and the Ravens go to six and one at home and a 12 and two record. Okay, first game, the 1 o'clocks. Patriots at Bengals. And let's just go over the weather and the individual lines here. So the total in this game is 41.5. The Patriots are favored by 10. Team total for the Patriots is 25, about 26 points. And the Bengals is about 16 and again, they're getting 10. No weather concerns here. Just going to be cold. No wind factor. Just 38 degrees and cool. Uh, obviously cool. No wind. Uh, no rain. So nothing to worry about there. So 10 points. Uh, Patriots defense and the Patriots, you know, coming off that loss, not playing too well. This is a game for them to get back on track. And I just don't think the 10 is enough um, with Dalton going up against the Patriots defense defense. You know, that pass rush, that line is going to have a good day against the Bengals' uh, def- uh, offensive line. Um, so it's a big mismatch there. You know, I can see like two or three picks from Dalton in this game. Mixon's not going to do too much. Uh, you know, he's he, they're using him a ton now, so you got to start him. You know, he could have 20 touches for, you know, 80, 100 yards. Could possibly score too, but just a terrible matchup all around. I don't feel confident any Bengals. Except for Mixon, he's the only guy I would you, you know entertain. And on the Patriots side, you know this is a game where Brady could really you know three four touchdowns. Uh, Sony Michelle could probably a touchdown or two. So you don't like Michelle. The last five or six weeks has been terrible. With you know Burkehead playing more and you know James White, so it's a three headed monster a little bit. Um, you know James White, you feel comfortable. Burkehead, you can't use, and Michelle. You can't use because you feel like they're going to have a lot of goal line opportunities and they're probably going to use Michelle around the goal line. So, you know, maybe he'll have 50, 60 yards. He's probably not going to catch any passes, but he could have a touchdown or two. So, not a terrible low end flex. That's basically what he is at this point. Um, and then you got Dorsett, you got uh, Edelman, of course, you're using every week. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I only really want to rely on Edelman in this matchup for the Patriots, I mean, and then Brady and then James White is the only three guys I really want to utilize. You know, the rest of the receivers, you know, who really knows what's going to happen? You know, who's he going to really deliver it to? I mean, you got Sanu, you got Myers, you got Dorsett. Uh, it's just tough. I mean, Myers has been coming on a little bit the past couple of weeks. But not really. I mean, 9 of 74, 7 for 46, but then last week, 3 for 35. So, you know, the only guy you can really rely on is Edelman. So I think that's the only guy you can really use in this game. Maybe DFS, you use a little Myers, a little Sanu, but even Sanu hasn't been good either. So it's frustrating. The Patriots offense has not been good um you know we've seen that all year if you watch tape from them early this has been the same team all season you know Brady is not getting the protection he's used to in the past which has been a big factor for him I mean if you look at their offensive line rankings the last f- since he's been quarterback they've been in the top five like 10 out of those 15 years so he's always had a top notch offensive line and this year it's not as good I'm not sure where they are I haven't looked but i I there's no way they're in the top five. He's been feeling a lot of pressure. His receivers are either undersized, raw, or just, you know, too young. They're just not experienced enough. And, you know, you got Harry. He's a big guy, but he's a rookie. He's struggling with, you know, his route running still. He's got a lot to learn. He's only played two or three games this year. Uh, Dorsett, you know, has been, is what he is. You know, he's... He's okay, you know. He hasn't really been the promising receiver we saw from him that he was in Miami in college. Uh, Myers is coming out a little bit, a little bit, but he's still young. Um, and he's a rookie, so it might take him a couple years. The only guy you can rely on again is Edelman, and then you know they're going to use James Wood out of the backfield. Maybe they'll use a little Burkhead out of the backfield too. He's kind of a sneaky DFS play, I think, possibly in this game too. They might start utilizing him a little bit more, and then they have no tight end to speak of. So losing Gronk um it has been a big factor for them and their offensive line is not blocking as well either. So, their offense is still pr- their offense probably will struggle in this game too because the Bengals defense actually isn't that bad, but their defense is going to swarm Cincinnati. So, they're going to get a lot of possessions. They'll probably get a defensive touchdown. They'll probably start in good field position the majority of the game, so a lot of field goals for the New England kicker. Um so a good position for you know Brady, Michelle, Edelman, guys like that. But that's about it. And also, you know, I would take the Patriots uh, minus the ten. I feel like they'll they'll be able to cover that just on their defense alone. Um, and then the over under third forty one and a half. I think that's just about right. I mean, I could see the Patriots scoring like 27, twenty four, and then maybe the Bengals getting, you know. 13 16 or maybe the Patriots get 30 16 so you know it's not something I really want to touch it's just it could go either way it could be 27 13 it could be 27 20 it could be 30 to 13 it could be you know so I think just the Patriots is the game is the thing you want to take in this game but again no weather concerns Brady uh, Edelman. Michelle, I'm not crazy about, but he should be able to score a touchdown in this game. And then Mixon is the only guy I would use for the Bengals. Okay, Bears. Or rather, Green Bay. Um, sorry. Bears at Green Bay. Right. 40 is the total. Weather looks okay. Just going to be really cold. I heard it's gonna be like minus twenty with the wind chill. Wind's gonna be about nine degrees. Um, it says eighteen degrees, but I guess the wind chill is gonna bring it under twenty. I don't know. Anyway, oh no, actually, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cold. It's, it looks like seven degrees here, so it's gonna be really cold. That's the bottom line. That doesn't affect, you know, both these teams are used to that. The Bears and the Packers, especially the Packers. Spreads four. Total is 40. Team total for the Bears, 18. Team total for the Packers, 22. Packers have been struggling. You know, Rodgers is... the He doesn't... The thing that's killing Rodgers is... um, It's a new offense. He hasn't had Adams most of the year. He's, you know, so... And he doesn't... None of these other receivers are really performing to the levels that they should. Allison, Scantling, Lazar, you know, all these guys not doing much. Jimmy Graham stinks. He's slow. He's not doing anything either. Um, You know, they're more of a run-based offense now with Jones and Williams. They like to utilize those guys. And this is a good spot for both those guys, again, especially Jones who blew up last week and knocked me out of one of my leagues with 31 points. Even Williams is a decent spot here as a flex. You know, Devontae Adams could easily have a big time game here. You know, don't be scared of the Bears defense. Good DFS play, good seasonal play. Could just have one of those blowout games. Three touchdowns, 120 yards, 10 catches. You know, that could strike at any time, and this could be the week. So I feel pretty good about him in DFS and seasonal. Not really scared of this Bears secondary, Kyle Fuller. I think Prince Akumu or Mora is still banged up, but he's not even that good anyway. Um, This Bear defense is not as good when they had Fangio last year. And their secondary was never their strength anyway. It was their run D, their linebackers, the pressure they brought. So not worried about that. And on the Bears side, Trubisky is playing a little bit better. The fact that he's starting to run the ball now uh, creates a lot more value for him. And he's more dangerous as well. So he's been actually throwing the ball a little bit better too of late. So Allen Robinson's been money. Anthony Miller's been money past couple of weeks. He's scored I think two touchdowns or three touchdowns the last uh, two games. Um, no tight end to speak of still. Montgomery is their run blocking is terrible. The Bears run blocking is horrific. The Dolphins and the Bears I think from what I've seen this year, you know, just watching is just horrific. Every time there's a handoff. There's guys in the backfield right away. Like there's not even, there's no blocking. So Montgomery is frustrating because his upside is so limited. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's going to get you six, seven points. You know, so, um, you know, I had to, I used him in three leagues last week. And every one of those leagues I used him in, uh, I lost. He gave me six, seven points. That's not good. You know, I mean, he had a couple of chances to score last week, but, um, you know, Gabriel ran one in and Trubisky ran one in. So you know, he's not going to catch passes. They're not really throwing to him that much. I mean, he's a good player. He's a good runner. Don't get it wrong. He just has terrible blocking. I mean, it's horrific. Bad. And you'll see this in this game, too. So pay attention to that if you're watching Montgomery. So that's for that reason I'm hesitant to use him, even though he's a starting running back and he gets a lot of looks. I mean, he may get 20 carries, he may get 20 touches, maybe they'll throw them two or three times. But they're going to utilize Cohen. So, you know, if you have a better option uh at running back, maybe you have a Kenyon Drake or um, you know, even a Boston Scott, maybe I would utilize this week over Montgomery. You know, try to try to get him out of there if you can. Because if he doesn't score a touchdown. You know he's most likely going to be under ten points, which in the fantasy playoffs in the semifinals you don't want. You want you want guys that can get over ten points and have upside. And Montgomery just does not have that because the run blocking. Again, he's a good runner. He's strong runner. He breaks tackles. You know he moves forward. He moves the pile. I mean he should be tackled for minus one, minus two, minus three, but he's always getting one, two, three, four, five. But it's it just you know there's not a lot of big runs because the blocking is just not there. I mean, if this guy was in the Niners or something, it'd be a different story. I mean, He'd be one of the best running backs in the league, probably. So, and he's a rookie, too. So, he's got some things to learn. You know, I'm sure there's, it's not all the run blocking, but a, I would say 80, 90% of it is that. Uh, but I've seen a lot of impressive runs from him. So, Anthony Miller, yes. Uh, Allen Robinson, yes. You know, feel confident with these guys. Uh, Trubisky, I would feel decent. I could see 20 points. You know, two quarterback league. Uh, DFS, not bad. And, um, you know, tough game here because the Packers are really not, you know. I mean, the Packers can explode any time at home, you know. Divisional game, big game for both teams. And um, I can see the Bears, you know, losing by a field goal. So not a game I really want to touch. If I had to, I'd pick the Bears, the 40 over under. Um. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that either, because I could see both offenses being limited in this game too. So, this is a game for betting wise. I would just stay away from. Okay, still in the one o'clocks. Broncos at Kansas City, and uh, now. It's going to be 30 degrees. We're going to have about 11-mile-an-hour winds, and it looks like there's going to be snow throughout this game. Um, not a ton of snow, about 4 inches. So it's not going to be like a blizzard. And you're not going to have like 10 inches, 12 inches. It's not going to be coming down too hard. Um, and, it's you know, it's a three-hour stretch here. So, you know, I'm not sure if all the snow's coming down at once or, you know, maybe it's starting a little later in the game. So that's something you want to pay attention to. <clears throat> I just don't think it's going to play enough of a factor. I mean, at halftime, they could probably, you know, TV timeouts, they could probably shovel off most of that stuff. You know, now they got these fields where they got heated stuff or it melts the snow. <laughs> so I'm not sure it's going to be a huge concern. Um, And this game has implications for me because, like I was telling you guys earlier, I'm in a two-quarterback league. I have Allen as my second quarterback. And, you know, obviously he's going against Pittsburgh, which I do not like with that pass rush and the way their his offensive line blocks him. I mean, if you saw him against the Ravens last week, he was running for his life on most of those plays I and mean, just no time. He got sacked like six, five or six times. He you know, fumbled a couple times. So, not thrilled. Their team total is 18 points. Team total for the Broncos is actually worse here, 17. So,. I just I just like what I saw. Uh I went back and watched Drew Locke, you know, all his throws from last week and a couple from the Chargers game. And, you know, it was against the Texans, but he made a lot of good throws. A lot of tough throws on the money. Uh he could move a little, he could run out of the pocket a little bit. Um and you know, Cortland Sutton's a guy that can win any matchup against any cornerback in the league. That's another decision I have. So I have Lockett. This is non-flex. I have Lockett. I have Michael Thomas, who's obviously a no-brainer. But between Lockett, Cortland Sutton, I'm not sure yet um, who I'm going to use. I'm even thinking about picking up Darius Slayton, maybe, because of the Miami matchup. You know, Lockett against Carolina seems good, but I also have Carson in that game, and I think I'm starting Hollister at tight end. So, do I really want to roll with three Seahawks in that Carolina game? You know, four over under is forty nine in that game, but it's a tough decision. So Sutton, I mean, the Chiefs' secondary has been pretty tough. I think they're thirty first against defending receivers. Uh, the last time I looked on Yahoo, so that's pretty tough. You know, and Sutton's been a guy I own in another keeper league, and I sat him and like I owned him for like. 10 weeks I picked him up Like week 3 I think Somebody dropped him early Because he wasn't doing much And uh, You know I sat him probably like 6 of those 10 weeks You know Because some Like You know All these quarterback changes You just It was hard to trust And you know He would perform And then when I'd start him He had like 4 catches for 40 yards Then I'd sit him And he'd have 5 catches For 50 yards And 2 touchdowns But the talent is there The guy's an enormous talent Excellent pick by Denver. Drew Locke looks good to me. He throws accurate passes. He uh, has a good arm. He can run. He can move. He can get outside the pocket make throws in the run. So I like what I've seen from him. And Tim Patrick's not a bad receiver. Um, their offense is kind of crafty. You know, um, Noah Fant is playing better. They, they ran a play last week where they faked a screen to um, Lindsay to the right side. And Fant was pretending like he was blocking. And then just released. And he was wide open. It was, a, it was just a simple, solid play design. And, like, you see that a lot, you know, with these delayed releases with the tight ends. It's tough to cover. You know, the, the, the Ravens utilize that perfectly with their three tight ends. So they get those three tight ends in there that can run block. And they can all catch, you know, Boyle, Hurst, and Edwards. And then you got Jackson who's scrambling around, and then these guys release, and then one of them's always open. So it's like such a tough offense to stop. And the Bills did a good job last week containing him. Uh, he still had a good game fantasy-wise, but still, they did a good t- job containing their offense for the most part. So tough decision, but I do like Locke. I, that's 17 total. I would take the over. 44.5. It's in the snow. Again, I don't know how much the snow is going to affect these two teams but I can't see it affecting it that much. Uh, the total though is I think it's fine because you know it's not like the Chiefs have been lighting up the scoreboard regularly and and the Denver defense is good. They're a good tough defense with Fangio and good playmakers in the secondary and the linebacker position and the you know the defensive line. They do have some injuries now. You know Von Miller's banged up. Wolf, is I think is out for the year. Um but they're pretty deep, you know Fangio I like his schemes so, it's a tough game betting wise. I really have no idea. If I had to pick, I'd take the Broncos in the 10. I actually feel pretty decent about that. The over under, I'm not sure because I could see it going both ways. I could see it being a high scoring game, but I could also see it being a low scoring game. Um, but I do have confidence in Locke. I could see him throwing two touchdowns in this game, 200, 250 yards. I could see him making a couple of mistakes also, though, a pick or two, maybe a pick six. We'll see. Um, but a, you know you got to rely on Sutton. Like I said, he's just the type of guy that can just do it for you. I'm gonna have to make a decision between him and Lockett. I may go Sutton, but with the weather, maybe not. We'll see. You know, it's a big decision for me. I gotta I gotta dive into that. Um, I would say at this point, I'm probably leaning. I don't know. I'm about fifty fifty right now. And then Slayton's got a chance too. There's it's a it's a twelve team league with no flex, so there's some. There's some guys out there on the wire, you know. There's no flex, so you know, that takes away 12 guys. That t- takes away a lot of guys, and the bench, the bench is small too. I think you get four bench spots, so it's not a big, big uh, roster. So there is a good amount of decent amount of talent out there on the wire too that you can utilize each week. And I don't like that. I like bigger benches, and I like more line. I like more stars in your lineup because it's the worst. You know, constantly having to choose between all this talent. You know, not only um, cutting and picking up guys, but when you have the guys, then you don't know who to start because you have all this talent, and that's stupid. I think you acquire the talent, you know the talent, you should be able to put it in your lineup, and then reap the rewards. And that's why I like best ball, and I like deeper lineups with two flex, the super flex, and deeper benches. And I think all leagues should gear towards that because this this four four or five bench stuff, it's just I think it's got to go garbage to me. It's garbage. It's got to go. It's it's weak, it's amateur. And uh I think it just creates a disadvantage for for an advantage uh, for a for a um advanced fantasy owner and it helps the the other guys who don't pay as much attention. That's stupid. Bring your A game, you know? So I don't like that. Chiefs, you know, Mahomes, uh again, hasn't been the Mahomes, but they could go off anytime. So Kelsey Hill, uh, the running back situation. <laughs> Damian Williams might play in this game. Um, McCoy's going to play. Darwin Thompson. Um, Daryl Williams is out for the year. So it's going to be those three guys. Damian Williams is still their guy. He's been their best running back last year. Last year was their best running back. This year, and they do have Spencer Ware still, too. But with Williams, I don't think Spare, uh where hits the field. And Thompson looked, you know, he looks okay. Dropped the pass, but made a couple nice catches last week. Uh, and he's talented for sure. He's a strong little back, but they're not going to rely on him. Um, if Williams is healthy and he's ready to go, he's the guy. He just hasn't been healthy all year. He, you know, he looked like he was getting healthy those couple games, and then he got hurt again you know but when he's healthy he's their guy. He can do everything. He can block, he can catch balls out of the backfield and he's a pretty good runner too. So you just don't know about him in this game so I, you know that's you want to stay away from their backfield in this game. Although it's a snowy game so it's like you know, this is a game to use the running the backfield. But I'm not I'm not I'm not uh thrilled. So the only way I would use Damian Williams is if he was You know, if you see a report where, you know, he's not limited, he's, you know, he's feeling 100% healthy. But again, his first game back, they may, you know, really alter those three guys. So it's something you want to stay away from. And then the receiving situation is what it is. It's been like this all year with Watkins and uh, Robinson and Hardman. You know, you just don't know which guy is going to strike. The most steady guy of all the receivers, you know, besides Hill has been Watkins but I don't think he's scored since like week two or week three in that week one explosion. And hasn't done anything since, but you know, he's had a couple of games where he had six for 65 for 70 and he could certainly do that in this game, but you can't rely on that. So Hill, Mahomes, and Kelsey, the only guys you can really trust. And then if you want to throw chiefs D out there, not bad. Should get some sacks, could get a couple picks fumbles. Uh, and then back to the Broncos backfield. Um, not a bad matchup for Lindsey. Could see him having a pretty big day. Pretty decent day. Not a big day, but a decent day. Maybe 100 total yards and a touchdown. Freeman, you know, you never know what he's going to do. So, he, he's not a guy you can rely on. And, you know, there's not much upside anywhere, that, uh, upside there anyway. But Noah Fant, getting back to him, you know, I like him. You know, I think he, I'm pretty confident in him now. Now, he's getting better and better as the season goes on. He's a good player. You know, he's a nice target. Big, quick, fast. And uh he's been making plays for them. So I feel good about him too. So I would utilize him, DFS, and seasonal. Um again, I like the Broncos with the 10, and then I'm not sure about the over-under. And then check the weather. You know, really check that weather. And you know, if if it's done, if they're saying, you know, it's gonna be four and a half inches over you know, the next eight hours, then you're fine. But if it's going to be four and a half inches within the three hours of the game, then it could be a little bit of concern because that's a lot of snow to come down in three hours. Okay, Giants, uh, Miami in Meadowlands for the second week in a row, this time against the Giants, last week against the Jets. And I used Fitzpatrick two leagues last week. The one week I advanced, the one one, uh, league I advanced, the other one I didn't. And... You know, he kept moving the ball. They were getting down the field. They just couldn't score a touchdown. There's so many incompletes around the end zone. He lost Parker, which kind of killed, you know, their their red zone opportunities and big plays. You know, Parker was out most of the second half. I think he got hurt in the second quarter. I, I can't remember, but he was out a majority of the game, I think, or a big chunk of the game. And they kicked like seventeen thousand field goals and uh they just couldn't score. But the matchup gets easier this week. Um, the wind is a little bit of a concern. It's the highest wind that of all these games, but still it's, it looks like it's going to be under 20. It's going to be sunny, about 30 40 40 40, you know, between 35 and 45 degrees, something like that. 16, but pay attention. You never know wind gusts, but I don't know. I mean, I'm in New Jersey, so I don't think it's going to be too bad. Should be fine. You know, Parker and Wilson, there there was some reports that they weren't going to play this week, but they have both cleared concussion protocols, so they'll be fine now. So he'll pretty much have his full slate of weapons. Uh, their running game has been a disaster all season. Again, they can't run block. But this guy Laird's coming on. I mean, actually, I haven't even... I never even scouted this guy, and I've scouted most of the guys in the NFL. Most of the relevant guys, anyway. And I never... I never I never took the time to look at him back in college or even in the preseason or anything. Just what I saw, you know, in the NFL a couple of weeks and, uh, didn't look good the first couple of games, but last game I thought he looked pretty good. He was breaking some tackles and, uh, you know, Decent. So, and he's getting the he's getting the chunk, you know, Gaskin's not really getting anything. So, you know, good play here. I think, I think it's a good matchup and, uh, could definitely catch four or five balls here and maybe even more, have 100 total yards and a touchdown. It's certainly possible. He's actually a pretty decent play this week, which is crazy because he's a big joke. On uh, Well, he's not a joke. He's an NFL player. He's a good player, I think. But, you know, they've been joking around the Patrick Laird thing on Twitter with all the experts and stuff. It's just been funny. But, yeah, I think he's a good play this week. And then uh, Parker, of course, he's going to be healthy. Good matchup. Janoris Jenkins is gone now. You know, but sometimes that that charges up a defense, too. They lose a big guy and they get charged up. But maybe they're not happy, you know, because Jenkins was there one day and now he's gone. So what does that do? Shermer's on his way out. This could be a, uh, you know, they could fall apart here, too. The Giants might be in disarray here. Um, more so on the defense than on the offense. Because, you know, on the offense, Eli's there. They all respect him. They all want to play good for him. You know, Barkley, uh, Tate, all these guys are good guys. You know, Shepard's a good guy. Um, Slayton's had a, a great rookie season. I own him in all basically all these leagues, and I haven't barely even used them Every time I've not used them he's blew up for 10,000 touchdowns. Um, I used him a couple times where he paid off, but... Most of the times I was using him, you know, four catches for fifty yards. And uh, Eli said he likes him, says he tracks the ball well, has good speed. He's an easy target. That's what Eli said. So Eli's going to target him again in this game. It's a good matchup. The Dolphins are letting up more, bigger, uh, more twenty-plus yard plays than even the Eagles, who got torched last week by Slayton. So. That's why I'm considering Slayton. Their total team total in this game for the Giants is 24 and a half. The over under is 45 and a half. The Giants are favored by three. Again, the wind could be a little bit of a factor, but probably isn't that too much of a concern. Um, Barkley could have a, a finally a rebound game. It's not all on Barkley. Their offensive line is not blocking either. And the other part is. Their run design and the way they use him has been a disaster to the Giants. Every run is this just run up the middle. It's like a, a halfback dive at a shotgun. It's just, it's like, uh, you know, get him outside, be creative, throw screens, do reverses, do fake screens, you know, try to get him, you know, going. Like, you know, and then, you know, even what we saw last year with Eli is he loved to dump off the Saquon. We didn't see that too much last week. May see that a little bit more here. Especially if the wind plays a factor, maybe a couple. You know, Eli throws a couple ducks and gets scared about the wind, starts dumping off to Saquon. So if you if you have Saquon, you're using him. There's no doubt. Um, the question is if you're going to use him at DFS, paying that price. Yeah, you know, he he hasn't had a 20 point game, in I don't know how long. He hasn't been doing much. Fantasy wise, in this season, it's been a bad sophomore year for him with the injury and everything. But I do like Slayton. Uh, Eli should have a decent game. You know, two touchdowns, two fifty. I think that's pretty much a decent floor for him. Um, Shepard, Tate. I don't know. You know, one of those two of those guys could have a good game. They all three of them could have a good game. But I would say Slayton, then Tate, then Shepard in that order. No Ingram again. Um. So that guy, um, the. Tight end. He's not bad. Graham, whatever his name is. Grating Graham, whatever. He's, you know, a four. He could do four catches for 40 yards. And then the Dolphins fits. Am I going to use him again? You know, hoping that he gets into the end zone with a healthy Parker. I think I'm probably going to use him because it's between him and Rivers. And Rivers against Minnesota. At home, uh, I'm not. It's not a daunting matchup against Minnesota, but. And his weapons are certainly much better. I mean, he's got Mike Williams, he's got Keenan Allen, he's got Austin Eckler, he's got Gordon. So that's a tough call. And, you know, Rivers is obviously a much better quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's tough. Uh, Again, I had Josh Allen. I used him all year in that league. I cut him because next week he plays the Patriots. It was tough. You know, he said, goodbye, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Couldn't keep him on the roster because I only have four bench spots or five bench spots. So hopefully I'm not messing up the camaraderie, but I think he he understands, you know, about my situation here. So, oh man, try to pull up all the stops, you know, keep the the flow going. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to put that out to some people and see what they think. So I tend to rely on my own opinion too much, and then I'm like, oh, I should ask other people. And then I ask other people, and I don't listen to them. And I'm like, oh, I should listen to them. Uh, but it's good to get their thoughts and see what they think. You know, it kind of opens up your mind to certain things that you didn't think of. So that's why it's good. Um, so, yeah, Fitzpatrick should have a good game. You think two touchdowns, throwing, maybe may even run one in. What's good about Fitzpatrick is he's always going to run for some yards, too. He's going to get 30, 40 yards. So that's only, you know that's like throwing a touchdown anyway. I mean, last week he didn't have a good game, but he still had like 50 yards rushing. So it was like he threw a touchdown. You know, and he's going to have a healthy Parker here. The The matchup is even better. Um, even though the Jets didn't have Jamal Adams, they were banged up last week. You know, their defense is uh, banged up. But they were moving the ball. They just couldn't get in the end zone. So you'd think that, you know, they would get in the end zone here. And then Parker, you like it. Um, that's really it. I mean, you can't – I don't think you can rely on anybody else. Uh, Laird, like I said, yes, it's Patrick. Eli. Uh, two quarterback leagues is fine. Maybe DFS play. You know, obviously, if he's if you are using Eli as your starter and and your number one guy, it's a little bit of a concern. But at the same time, using Fitzpatrick as my number one guy, so they're kind of the same this week, I think. So, you know, so that's some you know that's somewhat of a concern, though it is because I don't really have a better option. Like I said, Michael Rivers. Uh, I would take the Dolphins with the points. Like I said, I don't know about the Giants' defense week with Shermer and you know losing Janoris. I don't know where their head's gonna be at. And forty-five and a half, despite the wind, I would take the over. Although this could be another field goal game, it could be another sixteen field goals too. So I'm not really thrilled about either one, but I would lean the over, and I'm more so like that than the Dolphins. Okay, Houston at Tennessee, and another decision for me in this game, and we'll get to that. <clears throat> Over under in this game is 51. 51. It's pretty high. 27 team total for the Titans, 24 for the Texans. Spread is three. Titans' favorite at home. Uh, weather looks okay, cloudy, about fifty degrees, six miles an hour, so nothing, nothing of concern there. Um, you know, we saw the Texans get destroyed by the Broncos last week, so it's probably why the total is so high here. And you know, they saw Drew Locke pass all over them. They figured Tannehill's had a good year; he could probably do the same. And uh, <clears throat> you know, the Texans secondary hasn't looked that good. You know, no more Watt. Their defense is kind of falling apart. So, A.J. Brown, I have him in one of the leagues I'm in. And uh, it's a decision between, you know, I have Mostert, I have Devin Singletary, I have James Conner. It's a 10-team league, two quarterbacks, so with two flexes. So I have a tough decision there again. Because if you look at A.J. Brown, he's had games where he's went off. Uh, you know, five catches for 80 yards, two touchdowns, or whatever, six seven catches for 100-something, two touchdowns. But then he's had games where he's had four catches for 30 yards, two catches for 10 yards. I mean, you would think this is a game where he can explode again. You know, A.J. Brown's not a guy that's going to, like, um, you know, run a ridiculous route and get open by himself. He's not a guy that's going to, you know, consistently, you know, create a lot of separation. Um, the, the, routes that he is going to create separation on are like short slant routes, uh, stuff like that. And, but the thing is, they're starting to use him more, you know, they're even using him on handoffs and stuff, you know, screens and he's, uh, he's, uh, he could go off at any time. So the upside with him is enormous. But his floor is, you know, five, his floor is like eight points. So it's not great either. So I have to make a decision. I'm up 46 now with Lamar. Do I, am I Chase upside with Brown? Or do I maybe stay safe with a Devin Singletary? Who's going to give me probably 10, 12 points at the very least. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, Brown's floor is is probably close to Singletary. But Singletary is a little more solid. He's going to touch the ball a lot more. You know, he's been getting like 12 15 points a week he's catching like four or five balls now a week it's not a good matchup um but they're gonna utilize him I mean, and I'm not sure I'm gonna use Connor he might not even play anyway he's probably gonna play but they'll probably use Jalen in his first game back and who knows if I use them he maybe aggravates that shoulder again so probably gonna fade Connor this week. And I'm starting to think A.J. Brown might be the play, even over Singletary, unless I use Singletary over Mostert, which is possible too. But, you know, Shanahan just endorsed Mostert. So I think I'm going to pull back on Singletary with the matchup and that point total. But 51, you know, the Titans' secondary is not the best. It's okay. Logan Ryan's a hell of a player. I have him in the IDP league too. He's the number one IDP uh, DB also. I had him in my other IDP league too, but I lost last week. A guy had Drew Brees at 53 points. That killed me. But I'm starting to think now. Good weather. This could be a back and forth. You know, passing uh, bonanza. You know, and Corey Davis has not done much. Jonah Smith, he scored last week. But still, he's not a big time target. Uh, Adam Humphreys. You know, so Brown's going to be the guy. And he could have six, seven catches. And even if it goes for forty yards, it's not bad. I think I'm gonna use him, man, because his upside is just is kind of off the chains. So I think I'm gonna roll with it. Uh, I think I've convinced myself. So we got one settled at least. Yeah, could have a big day. I mean, he's talented. He could. He's he's in that Anquan bold and Andre Johnson mold. You know, he's that. He's a big, strong dude. Could break tackles. Take one from the ten. Excellent speed and, you know, break it for a touchdown. So, um, and I stayed off him in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues because I just didn't trust the quarterback situation with Mariota. And, you know, it didn't really blow through except for one week, I think, he had a big week with Mariota. But besides that, he didn't do much. You know, Tannehill's taking over and taking this offense to a different level. And then you got Derrick Henry who's uh, kind of – slowly being a little bit worn down here as the season goes on with that hammy. You know, we heard three weeks, four weeks ago that hammy kind of popped up. You know, I wasn't concerned. He looked fine, but it's slowly kind of affecting him. But he's good enough to get out there every week. Um, you know, he did slow down last week. Could have probably had an even bigger game, which would have probably won me another league or two uh, if he would have stayed out there. A <clears throat> big Henry, I'm um, a big Derrick Henry guy. Try to trade for him in all my leagues. Last couple of years, got him in like three or four. Uh, so happy about that. Got him in Dynasty, too. Got him in one keeper. Uh, And, you know, he's paid dividends. Always was believing he's finally gotten the chance and he's just had an excellent season. He's, got, he's second in rushing behind Chubb and could overtake Chubb soon with, you know, with Hunt there now, kind of taking away some of his reps. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you got to throw Henry out there. I mean, what are you going to do? Not start him? That's not even. Impossible. And DFS people might be off of him because of that. So yeah, Henry could Henry could in this game Henry could have ten carries because he's limited with a hamstring and still finish with three touchdowns. They could bring him in on the goal line and he'll just he he they won't he won't be stopped. So. Regardless, even if he doesn't get twenty carries, he could still have a great game. He's not again, he's not gonna catch a ton of passes, even though they need to throw to him a lot more because getting him in space and with the you know ahead of steam is dangerous. So I I want to see that from all running backs, more passes to them. Not enough teams utilize their running backs in the passing game enough. We're seeing it more and more as the NFL goes on. And guys like, you know, Bill Walsh were way ahead of their game with Roger Craig and you know, then you saw Andy Reid with Westbrook, you know, Dick Vermeil with Marshall Falk. You know, teams need to utilize their running backs in the, in the in the in the passing game. And the Patriots did it too. You know, Kevin Falk and all these guys. So it's huge. So that's the Titans. AJ Brown, Tannehill, little Joan who's not bad. No other receivers though. You know, DFS, maybe Humphreys. Corey Davis is, you know, just been a disappointment. Uh number one uh Draft pick Henry yes Deion Lewis no Not getting enough touches um, And on the other side Texans Watson Of course Should have a very nice day Hopkins is. It's a shame I couldn't advance The two teams I had Hopkins in Man It's frustrating <laughs> I hate losing Ah. Oh. Well, let's close out these last two. And then Carlos Hyde is just, he's not catching passes. Um, So he may get 15, 16 carries, but what, 60 yards? He's got to score a touchdown, so he's got no upside. And then Duke Johnson, you just don't know. I mean, sometimes he's a good play, but most times he's inconsistent. He's an inconsistent guy, so you can't rely on him. You know, he may catch four or five balls for 60, 40, 30, 40 yards and a touchdown, but it's just, you know, it's just, it's just too much inconsistency. And then Fuller, yes, um, he's questionable, but he practiced in a limited fashion, so he should play. And then after this game, or after the 1 uh, we'll get into the player updates, We'll try to get all the, you know, updated injuries and whatnot. But it looks like he should play. And then, you know, I know some guys want to use Kiki or a little stills, but I maybe mean, it's a shootout, so... For seasonal, I'm not banking on that. Fuller, yeah, of course, because he can go off any week, too. But stills, you know, Kute, Darren Fells, no. guys have been consistent all year. You know, Fells had a pretty good fantasy season, but, you know, he he can give you three points. So DFS, not bad, of course, you know, but uh, seasonal, no way. And then a tough game to pick. I mean, it's a good game, it's a tough game. Uh, it all depends on Derrick Henry. If he's healthy, Titans are going to win this game because he'll, he just, he'll just move the chains and, uh, he'll allow the Titans to control the football. So I think you got to bank on that along with them being home. You know, it is Deshaun Watson though, and he could certainly light up the scoreboard. So that's why it's a tough game. I think it's just a great game just to sit back and watch, um, The 51 over, I mean, I really can't see it going under unless the Texans really kind of pull out some stops on Tannehill. But again, now with the emergence of A.J. Brown and the fact that Derrick Henry's been running so effectively, um, there should be a decent amount of points in this game. So, I mean, the overrunner is pretty high. It's a lot of points. And that kind of may send some people shying away. Um, but I would take the over. But I'm still not thrilled with it. You know, but it definitely could be a 34-31 type of game, just an all-out shootout, in which case you know, you're going to want to hope you have as many guys as you can in this game. So it's going to be a good game. The spread, I don't know. I would lean Titans, but I really don't have a good feel for that. Okay, last 1 o'clock game, and then we'll get into some player news. Then we'll finish up the 4s. We'll get into the Sunday night and the Monday night. <clears throat> Another good game. <clears throat> Seattle at Carolina. And, um, and a lot of good things here for Seattle. First off, the Carolina run defense is horrendous. And that's Seattle's strength. Chris Carson, no Penny, no penny, no Rashad Penny. Um, and that's the reason I sat in Grimm, even though he had a good spot, and then I cooked. What am I going to do with no flex spot? So Carson, I mean... I don't see how he doesn't have a good game here. Just don't... I mean, unless CJ ProSize steals his touchdowns somehow. And CJ ProSize might even might not even be a bad play in this game in DFS. Seasonally can't use it, but DFS might not be a bad pick. He's going to be cheap as hell. I haven't looked at it. You know, he's. I would imagine he's probably in the 3,000s, 3, 3,700 maybe. Something like that. And the Seattle has been... They're, they're, I mean, I think they're a little overrated. 10-3, but they are a little overrated. They played a lot of close games this year. But we saw Carolina kind of fall apart last week um, against Atlanta. And they lost to Washington the week before that, You know, which caused Ron Rivera to be fired against Washington. And if you look at Kyle Allen, he's just not playing. He's not a good quarterback. he's okay. He's decent. I think he's a decent backup if you need a game or two or three. Something like that. Whatever. But he's missing Samuel. He's throwing a lot of terrible balls. You know, Seattle, I think Clowney's out for this game. So that's not good for them. But still, they have playmakers on defense that could pick off some passes here. Um, And the six and a half, it does seem maybe like a little bit too much. But... This is a, I, think this is, I think this is a good pick. I think this is a good time. Based on what I've seen from Carolina, this is a good time to take Seattle. And this is probably one of my best bets this week. Um, because Just because their number one thing is running the football. And Carolina's run defense is bad. And their coach is gone. And who knows if they're even going to get up for this game. And Seattle, meanwhile, is needs to win this game. You know they're just they're motivated as hell, so they need to bounce back. They haven't looked good the past couple weeks. Russ should have a bounce back game. This is a game where Lockett could go off. Uh, you know their secondary is pretty good. Carolina. Bradbury, good player, but definitely could be exposed. Uh, we saw it last week. So a good bounce back spot coming off the loss for Seattle. You know they did win. They were on a good winning streak before that. Still, we're playing a lot of tight games against Tampa, against San Francisco, against Philly, against Minnesota, all tight games. <clears throat> Had a tough matchup in Los Angeles last week. So, Wilson, if you have Lockett and you don't have any you know, other solid options, like I have a Sutton, I could use a Slayton, but I don't know, man. <sighs> Something about Lockett this week could be nice. Hollister, you know, Carolina's pretty good against tight ends, but he's getting so many targets. He could have a nice game. Uh Metcalf, yes. Carson smash spot on the other side. Samuel, no, because he's been too inconsistent. Again, Allen cannot hit him. He's had like seven, six or seven games with under 10 points. You know, and he very well could have six, seven catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns in this game. You just don't know. And you can't bank on that inconsistency. You need consistency now in the fantasy playoffs. DJ Moore is a consistent player. He's a guy you can rely on. He's been much more consistent than DJ, um, Curtis Samuel. Um, and then McCaffrey is a consistent player. <laughs> You're not going to... You know, that's the, the, the best fan, that's the best fantasy running back in the game right now. So, all those guys, Hollister... Good DFS spot. Uh, Ian Thomas, tight end. Yeah, he's a good little DFS play. Maybe a seasonal play, too. Maybe he'll work out for you. I believe he scored last week. He's a good player, too. He's actually a pretty solid tight end. Uh, Got some good speed. Can play. But did drop some balls last week. Did drop a big pass last week, which led to an interception. And Allen could have a nice game. I mean... He could, he could go off in this game. Uh, he could have two or three touchdowns. Again, the over-under is 50, so he could have a nice game, two quarterback leagues, maybe DFS. I just don't like where he's trending right now. He's missing a lot of throws, making a lot of big mistakes. So That's why I like Seattle. I think this is a great pick, even the 6.5. They may win by 10, 14, 21, something like that. Again, they've played a lot of close games. They've played a lot of tough teams. They've won close games against tough teams. So they're ready. They're a little overrated, I think, but they're still a very they're a good team, quality team. Um, and I think they'll be fine in this game. Weather's fine, 57, should be nice. Good weather for football. 49 over under, 27.5 team total for Seattle, 21 and a half for Carolina. Again, the spread is six, six and a half. So I like Seattle. Not sure about the over-under. You would think it goes over, but I would just stick to what the strong play is here and uh, run Seattle. Unless you want to do like a two-team teaser or something with Seattle and the over, but you could get burnt by that. So I would just run Seattle and just run with it. One of my best bets. We'll see if we have another one. Okay, let's get into all the player news now before we get into the 4 o'clock games. This is 1130 on Saturday night, so good amount of updates. Again, Albert Wilson and Devontae Parker both cleared concussion protocol, and they bolt, bolt suit. Uh, they will, <laughs> will both suit up against the Giants on Sunday, um, along with Kaseki and Alan Hearns. <clears throat> so a lot of good weapons for Fitz. His weapons are back. Good matchup. Weather fifteen sixteen miles per hour with the wind. I mean, um, but still, I think he's think he should be okay. Um, Paul Richardson goes on the injury reserve for the Skins. Um, so Harmon is the other guy there. Again, McLaurin's the only guy to rely on. I'll get. We were talking about Bo Scarbo before. No, he is questionable in this game, actually. So, he may not play. Um, so, it could be a little Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick might have a pretty big day, actually. So, DFS, he may catch a lot of balls. And he could play. McKissick's a good little player. So, could have a decent day. Much better choice than Ty Johnson. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Jared Cook is expected to suit up for the Saints on Monday night. Um, despite his concussion. He practiced full on Friday. He should be okay. Um, so, you know, we saw him have two touchdowns last week. I think it was his only two catches of the game. Mm. T.Y. Hilton is a game-time decision for the Colts' Monday night matchup against the Saints. Tough spot if you're a Hilton owner. You know, I mean, what do you do? I mean, do you... If you have a Zach Pascal, maybe, you know, hopefully you do, um, then you can insert him if T.Y. is out, but if, you know, if you have another good option, like a Cortland Sutton or, you know, even a, even a Darius Slayton or a Terry McLaurin, you may just want to use that because you don't want to get burnt by T.Y. not playing with that calf injury. Um, plus he's going to be up against Lattimore, so it's not great, it's not ideal, um, Reich did note Hilton got good work in, solid work. Might get there by Monday night. If he plays, he's 100%. Won't be a pitch count. Good news if he's out there. But is he going to be out there? I don't know. Um, It's going to be tough. So pay attention to that. Hopefully you get a report um, before the 4 o'clock. You know, At least the 4 o'clock if you have somebody that late that you can use. Or even the 8 o'clock game. Uh, Hilton did not practice on Saturday and was limited the two days before that. Uh, Jordan Howard is out. Again, we like Boston Scott. Aguilar is out. That's why we like uh, little Ertz. Uh, Greg Ward is a guy I didn't mention, actually, but, you know, it's a good matchup. It's not bad. Greg Ward's not a bad player. He's a former quarterback in Houston, so he's an athletic guy. Not Not a terrible DFS play. Um... Devin White, questionable for Week 15 against Detroit. Talented linebacker for the Bucs. Uh, but he should be okay to play. Carry on Johnson, second year back out of Auburn for the Detroit Lions, who was on the IR early in the year. Sounds like he may make it back next week. Just in time for the Fantasy Super Bowl, but we'll see. And who do you want to rely on that? Um, they play... Uh, the Chargers in Week 16. It's not even that great of a matchup. Uh, Panthers safety Eric Reed is questionable against Week uh, 15 opponent Seattle. There's a late addition to the injury report. The Panthers are concerned enough with his health to keep him the, the questionable tag. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully he doesn't play because I'm going against him in IDP. Uh, and he you know he can rest and have some chicken soup. But, you know, whatever. If he plays, that's fine. I wish him all the best. I never root for any injuries. Uh. Dun, dun, dun. Anything of note here? Dante. Devontae Freeman is healthy. Julius. Julio Jones is healthy. Again, Clowney's out for this week. Ensa. Ezekiel Ensa is going to be a game time decision. Uh. Luke Wilson may return this week. But not a threat to Hollister. Hollister's a much, Hollister's a much better player. Uh, Sean Lee could be out for the Cowboys. Middle linebacker. Uh, and a game, big, big game for them against the Rams, which I do not like them in. We'll talk about that. Gerald Everett is out, as we most of us know. So Tyler Higbee, the talented. All of a sudden, t- Tyler Higbee's... Uh, you know, Cooper Cup 1A out there. Uh, should have snatched him in one of my leagues, actually. <clears throat> uh, da- Golden Tate is healthy. Uh, Scotty Miller is healthy for the Bucks. Again, he might have a pretty decent day. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham is questionable, but you're not using him. He's been a disaster. He just does not look the same at all. Devontae Adams wasn't listed on the Packers final injury report. He's good to go. Hunter Renfro is out for the Raiders. Andy Isabella is questionable. He should be okay, but again, he's just not getting enough looks. He should be getting a lot more looks. I'm not sure not why they're not using him as much. as They definitely should be using him more. Although they have some good weapons. They have Fitz. You know, they have Kirk. You know, Farrell Cooper's not a bad player. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, quarterback for the Seahawks, is questionable for the Week 15 matchup. He is PFF's number five uh, overall cornerback this season. That would be a big blow. I mean, they are a little bit banged up, Seattle. That's good news for the over, actually. Um, I think he'll go out there and play, but we'll see. But still, even with that injury, it's tough to rely on Samuel. You know, Allen just can't trust him. Frank Clark, the end for the Chiefs, is expected to play. Josh Jacobs said he plans to play Sunday against the Jaguars with his shoulder injury. Um, Damian Williams is questionable. Been practicing in limited fashion this week. Uh, But like we said, it's just tough to rely on these guys with all these backs there. Um, Spencer Ware, too. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is questionable. Again, it's tough to trust any of those guys except for Edelman. Uh, Edelman's hurt. uh, Questionable, too, but obviously he'll be out there. Lane Johnson, tackle for the Eagles. We talked about that. He's out. Uh, Will Fuller is questionable, but he should be fine. Noah Fant is questionable, but, again, he should be fine, too. But, never, you know, just double-check all these things. You just never know. Same thing with Henry. Frable said he'll be fine to play. Um... Vance McDonald is out against the Bills. So Nick Vanette will be the tight end there. James Conner, we'll see. He's expected to return. He's practiced full practice all week. But again, he's a little risky his first game back with that shoulder. Never know. Uh, they may, you know, reduce him a little bit. It is a decent matchup, though. The Bills' run D is not that good That's their weakness. Uh, Schuster is out. Uh, Akamu is back this week for the Bears. Cornerback. Javon Wims questionable. Uh, Taylor Gabriel is out, so Anthony Miller and Robinson even better with with uh, Gabriel out again with the concussion. Uh, Najoku not an injury report. He played a little bit last week, thirty percent of the snaps can't rely on him and you you know he's a talented guy you'd like to say you know you can use him with these the tight ends not doing anything but can't do it landry healthy beckham healthy xavier rhodes um a little bit banged up should be okay um their other cornerback mike hughes is banged up too so if one of these guys is out, bump up to Rivers in an offense. I might roll with Rivers. This is gonna be a tough choice. John Ross, good again. Um, Madison out for the Vikings. So Dalvin Cook took most of the, you know, even though he wasn't supposed to play, and then he played, and you know he was a little bit limited, but still scored, had a good game, so came out fine. So you know, bump up to him now with Madison out. So it'll be Mike Boone. Uh, go pick him up. If you're a cook owner and you're still alive, go pick up Mike Boone or Abdullah. But I would say Boone is the better runner. But Abdullah could be, you know, could be a, a, a two-headed battle there. But I like Boone. I like Boone. Uh, Adam Thielen. Looks like he's finally back this week. Uh, Bengals quarterback Darkweese Denard. Questionable with an illness. But all these guys with illnesses usually play. Again, AJ Green out again. Titans quarterback Dory Jackson out. For the Texans, so that's good news for DeAndre Hop- Hopkins and company. Uh, Adam Humphreys is out this game, uh, so forget about him. Trey Quinn and Richardson are both out, so it's gonna be Terry McLaurin day. I mean, who else is he gonna throw to? DJ Chark, if you didn't know already, he's out, um, so that's a big injury. So a little Dee, Dee a little Chris Conley, maybe a little Keelan Cole. Greg Olson is out, like we said. Ian Thomas is the guy. Um, Eli Manning will probably start the last two games. And there's no real sense of putting Jones back in there with that angle injury and, you know, get- make it even worse. Uh, Ingram is out, like we'd said. Daniel Jones, obviously, we all know he's out. Uh, Jameis is fine, even though he has a little thumb injury. But again, hairline fracture in his right throwing thumb. Oof. Who knows who knows could throw for 400 could throw for 200 with five picks <laughs> you just don't know uh and that's about it i think we're good richard sherman's gonna be out this week could be back next week uh giants wave to Norris jenkins we talked about that and the impacts of the giants defense and that's it. So let's get into the rest of these 4 o'clock games, and then we'll finish up with the Sunday night and Monday night. Okay, quite a few 4 o'clock games, as, you know, obviously the buys are done with. First game is Browns at Cardinals. And, you know, in Phoenix, the weather is always nice. And... Outside and inside the dome. 26 and a half team total for the Browns. 23 and a half for the Cardinals. 49 and a half over under. And the Cardinals are getting three at home. Uh, Browns playing better football of late. They're 6 and 7 now. 2 and 4 in the road. Still no chance for the playoffs. but um, Well, maybe an outside chance, I guess. But most likely not. Uh, but, you know, big game for them. They're still alive. And, uh, you know, they're playing a little bit better football lately. Beat Cincinnati, lost to Pittsburgh, um, but beat Buffalo, beat Pittsburgh, beat Miami. So they're playing better football. You know, Hyde, um, not Hyde, I'm sorry, uh, Chubb and um, and Hunt forming that split back combination. Both have uh, been pretty solid. You know, Beckham's it's been a bad year for him. Uh, you know and you had to expect that. I didn't draft him anywhere. I stayed away from I bang, I you know I hit a lot on staying away from the guys I should have stayed away from, but I didn't I missed on some guys I should have had, but I met you know Antonio Brown, Beckham uh stayed away from these guys. And you know, you had to think of it because Baker likes to spread it around. And you know, he's got Landry and uh you know, he's the Chubb, they run the ball, now they got Hunt, so it's even tougher for Beckham. So who knows? I mean it's a great matchup. This could be the week where he goes off, but we've been saying that every week. This could be the week, but who the heck knows? It could be. But you know, he's saying he wants out. Where is his head at? You know, what's where's Baker's head at? I don't know. Who knows? Why is he even telling people he wants out? I don't know. Did he tell people he wants out? I have no idea. But anyway, Baker, good matchup. Landry, Beckham, yes, yes, Chubb, Hunt, all good. Again, the conditions in the dome, you're fine. Nothing to worry about. High total, 49.5. High team total, 26. Um, they're favored by three. So it all looks great and dandy. Again, they're playing much better football of late. Um, they're still alive. And um, they got a chance to actually make the playoffs, even though even though they're most likely done. I mean, they're two games back. Uh, you never know, right? There's a chance. <laughs> Um, and then Arizona, you know, as the season goes on, you know, watching them early in the year and on tape, you know, Cl- Cl- uh, Klingsberg offense with the spread, you know, four or five receivers, um, just making Murray have to get rid of it quick. And I think teams are starting to figure it out. They're bringing more pressure. It's been tougher on Murray, you know. I don't think this scheme is. I think they need. I don't know. I'm not sure about Kings Kingsbury, Kingsbury. I don't think he's a I'm not sure he's going to be around too long as a head coach, but we'll see. Could be wrong. Um, you know, the Browns defense isn't the best. They do have some playmakers. Um you know, Ward's a good corner. Um, they have some injuries, obviously Garrett's out, Vernon's out. Um Good matchup for Drake. Browns' run D really isn't that good. They got smashed up last week. Uh, the Browns' run D did against Cincinnati by Mixon. So he kind of like Drake, but now David Johnson is gonna get some carries, maybe a little um, Chase Edmonds too. So I don't know. You know, I think Drake is still a decent flex play. Um, it's just not. This is kind of one of the worst games of the week. Just a game that I don't know. It's kind of a blah game, but Kirk, you know, not bad. Again, the the, the over under is high. Murray should have a decent game. You know, his floor has always been pretty solid, but you know, he's had some games where he's giving you 12, 13 points too. So it's you know, that's 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 kind of rough. You you, you think that doesn't happen in this game? I don't know. I'm not I'm not really thrilled. Overall, with anybody on the Arizona offense at this point, Um, I just again I don't trust this scheme. You know I don't I don't trust it. Um, But against the Browns, maybe I just don't know. In this game, I don't even know who to pick. I have no clue. I have no good feel here. Staying away, the over/under, I'm staying away. The the spread, I'm staying away. I'm just completely staying away from this game. So if you need advice in this game, you got to go with somebody else. <laughs> That's it cuz I have no idea really what's going to happen in this game. I mean, Arizona could come out, you know, Fitzgerald, I think it might be his last game in Arizona, so they he could have a hell of a game. Who the hell knows? You know, Drake could go off, but he could go off. Murray could go off, but he couldn't go off. I don't know. It's a lot of incons- inconsistency from the Arizona offense, so it's tough to bet on. Okay, Jacksville at Oakland, 56 degrees, nice in Oakland. Uh, Six and a half Raiders are favored by. Seems kind of high. Over under is 46 and a half. That's pretty solid. Uh, No DJ Chark again for the Jags. Jags coming off uh, getting destroyed by the Chargers last week. Lost to Tampa the week before. So they're they've been reeling. Uh Marone may be on the way out. Uh he, he, have they given up? They kind of look like they did last week. Uh Oakland's still in the thick of things here. Uh there are five and two at home, but they've been falling apart too. Lost to the Jets thirty you lost to the Jets thirty-four to three. Lost to Kansas City forty to nine. And then they just lost the Tennessee 42 to Tennessee 42-21. to So, the, oh, the Raiders tricked me because, you know, I gave up on Carr. I think last year I gave up on him. This year I was like, all right, well, he stinks. You know, he's not going to do anything. And he didn't do anything the first couple of games. And all of a sudden he got hot. I'm watching tape and I'm like, they're making plays. They're looking good. Uh, Gruden's doing a good job. And I think Gruden has done a good job with what he has there. But as you see, Carr is just... You know, 18 touchdowns, 18 picks. You know, he's being eight picks. He's playing pretty safe with the football, but he's got 3,000 yards, too. So, you know, he's just, he's not going to put you over the edge, I don't think. And I, You know, you kind of thought that it was going to happen, but now they're kind of falling back. And this is another game where, you know, who knows? You'd like to think the Raiders with the six, you know, especially since they're actually playing for something and they're going back home. Um, well, they were home last week and got spanked around, so they're not going back home. But they have lost three in a row. The Jaguars have lost five in a row. Um, maybe even more than that, but from what I'm seeing here, they dropped their last five, and they're a disaster right now. More might be out. You know, Chark's out now. I don't know. what's. <sighs> but you like Westbrook. You like Conley. Uh, Minshew should have a pretty decent game. You know, he has, doesn't have Chark, but he does have some good weapons still. Maybe like I said, maybe a little Keelan Cole, but Westbrook would you think would be the guy. Uh Fournette, pretty good matchup for him. And then, you know, Jacobs will see. Is he gonna be healthy enough to gut this game out? I don't know. It could be a little more DeAndre Watch, so it's a little bit risky, but pay attention to the reports. You know, if they say he's not gonna really be limited, then or if he, you know, if they're gonna start him, then you know, I think you gotta put him in there. Um he definitely could score a touchdown or two. Uh Tyrell Williams. You know, not bad. Um, Waller, of course, he's been slowing down a little bit late, but could be could bounce back here in this spot. You know, it's just two inconsistent teams that are struggling right now, so it's tough to put any sure bets on anything in this game. You just really, you know, I don't. This is a game where I just, you know, I don't know. If I had to pick, I'd pick the Raiders, but who knows. You know they're playing for something. The Jaguars look like they're on their way out. On that aspect alone, you know that that kind of favors the Raiders here. And the over/under, you know, I would would lean the over, but still, it's a decent number, forty-six and a half. You'd think it'd go over, but who knows? Could go under. Maybe the Jags play for something. Maybe they go out and play for Maroon this week, or maybe they don't. I don't know. You don't know where their heads at. You don't know where these players' heads at. It doesn't seem like. Their heads in the game though, right now, that's for sure. So, the old adage believe what they show you. And the Jaguars aren't showing us much, but then the Raiders aren't showing us much either. So again, it's two poor teams struggling. Who knows? Just try to stay away from everything in this game if you can. Okay, Minnesota at Los Angeles. And this should be a pretty good game. I mean, you know, Los Angeles had a rough year, of 5 and 8, 2 and 4 on the road. Vikings are 9 and 4, 3 and 4 on the road. But this is a game where Chargers could easily win, led by Philip Rivers. Um uh, we just saw them destroy Jacksonville last week and they've been in so many close games this year. And the Vikings, you know, they can have those dud games every once in a while. Um you know, Cousins had a kind of a slow game last week in a good matchup. Let a lot of fantasy owners down, including myself. Another league I lost in by seven, uh, where I could have started slaying. or if Cousins threw me another touchdown. Two quarterback league, uh, super flex. But anyway, Thielen does come back this week. That is going to give Cousins a boost. Diggs, obviously. Uh, I like Thielen. I'd start him in this game, I'd utilize him. Good player. Been chomping at the bit the past couple weeks. Obviously, they didn't use him against the Lions. They didn't really feel he needed He probably could have played last week and been fine. So he should be fine this week. And it's I, that's a bump to Cousins because now he's got two solid options uh, to throw to. You know, with Cook, little Irv Smith, Rudolph. So it uh, could be a little bit of a bounce-back game for Cousins here. We could see a little bit of a shootout potential in this game too. Again, Vikings defense is a little bit banged up. The secondary, Uh, Rhodes may not even play, so we'll have to pay attention to that and see what that comes out as. But uh, over under here, 45.5. Not a big number, but not a terrible number. Um, I would lean the over. I like the over, actually. 23.5 total for the Vikings, 22 team total for the Chargers. Spread, Chargers getting one and a half at home. So I'm riding with the Chargers at home. Although, I don't know, actually. Forget about that. I mean, I could I could, certainly see the Chargers winning this game. I, I can't say I'm riding with them. I would ride with the over more so than the Chargers. But on the Chargers side, you know, Gordon has looked great after that horrible game where he fumbled, you know, what was that, week seven or whatever it was. Turnaround his season looks solid. They're run blocking for him. Uh, Eckler has been a great weapon out of the backfield. Um, you know, utilizing him in the passing game has been awesome for the Chargers. He's made a ton of big plays. You know, he's just a good route runner. He's tough to cover. He's essentially like a slot receiver. He's essentially like a um, a Julian Edelman, a Julian Edelman at at running back. But you know, stronger. He's gonna break a lot of tackles. Uh, you know, he's not as good a receiver as Edelman. He's not as craft, you know, um fluid and you know, gifted as a receiver as Edelman, obviously, or skilled, but he is skilled enough that he's able to get open and beat these guys and make plays and break tackles because he a running back. He has that si- you know, that 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 bulk. Um so he's been solid. I mean, I didn't imagine he'd ever be this consistent, and he's just consistent week to week. I mean, every week he's giving you at least ten points. Then he's having some smash spots where he's going for, you know, fifteen, twenty. Is it sustainable? Uh, I don't know. In this offense, it seems like it is. You know, so he's in there. Mike Williams finally, owned him in almost every league. Started him a bunch of times. Never paid off for me. Finally, gets a touchdown last week. But again, does this kind of same thing. Catches one or two big balls. Two or three, four catches. You know, it's usually one bomb, but finally gets into the end zone last week. Keenan Allen, another good spot for him. Hunter Henry, so good game, two solid teams, a ton of offensive talent. That's why I think 45 and a half is a value number here. Um, You know, I think it's a little bit too low based on, you know, the Vikings' defense and, you know, Phillip Rivers. Uh, Weather is nice. Wind is a little high, though, 15 miles an hour. Uh, but San Diego, obviously beautiful. I uh, wonder how that 15-mile-an-hour affects Rivers, though. Hmm. His arm's not as strong. so I'm going to have to check on that. That could affect the over on a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't think it's too much of a concern, though. So, yeah, I like the over. Either team can win this game. Bigger game for the Vikings, obviously. Chargers are done. Uh, maybe not mathematically eliminated, but... <clears throat> Um, sneaky DFS play Irv Smith mm-hmm. But maybe not With Thielen back So nothing really too sneaky here uh, This should be a good football game The other two 4 o'clock games We talked about terrible This is the better game <coughs> Alright Two more 4 o'clocks. Rams Cowboys Rams go to Dallas Huge game for Dallas here You know Rams still Big game for them still Um Vanderesh is out. Also, Sean Lee might not play either. So that's, you know, historically when they haven't had those middle linebackers, Cowboys defense has really suffered. And the Cowboys defense has not looked good, trending downwards. Putting them 31 points to the Browns. I mean, the uh, Bears before that, 26 to the Bills. Um, so their defense is not looking good. Their offense is struggling a little bit. Um, you know, they put up 24 against Chicago. but A lot of that was... Late cheap points. Again, I got burnt by that Cooper Dak touchdown late. And I was like, oh, this is great. They're not neither of these guys are doing anything. They're all just kicking the ball back and the ball back because David Montgomery's run line couldn't block for him. So they were just going three and out. Dak was throwing, throwing, throwing. And finally he kept connecting to Cooper, and then finally he hit that touchdown, killed me. So these two teams are trending. One's trending up, one's trending down. And you would think this is a good spot. Take the Rams. Minus one. I mean, it's on the road. It's in Dallas. Uh, but I think the spread's kind of where it should be. But I feel like if you've been watching, you've been paying attention. You know, the Rams have made some offensive adjustments now with the utilization of Higby and also the utilization of Robert Woods now. And now with these injuries to the Cowboys, no Van Der and no Lee possibly, Gurley could have a nice day. And you never know. Um, maybe they start using like using Daryl Henderson a little bit more in this game too, but Gurley's been kind of the – they've kind of went back to that, you know, um, workhorse role for Gurley, and they need to throw to him more. I think they're starting to gear it up, but they're not getting him the ball enough. And even McVeigh said he was an idiot for not using Gurley more. And I think he realized he needs to throw the ball more too because Gurley with a head of esteem and in the open field is a deadly play too. So Higby's playing well. Uh, you know they still got Cooper cup they got woods, they still got Cook, so they still got the weapons. Dallas defense is not playing well they're not bringing much pressure uh their their defensive scheme has not looked good, so you know, I would bet on McVay out coaching Garrett here, and this could be it for Garrett. you know I think this team is very tense right now, so if they get off to a bad start. things might slip up here I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure where the Cowboys' heads at in this game. So this is a huge game. Um the best four o'clock game by far. Uh could be the game of the week, too. Or one of the games of the week. Yeah, probably the game of the week, right? Uh yeah, probably. So, or maybe Houston, Tennessee, but this game's got a little more juice. So, I like the Rams. This is probably another one of my best bets between them and Seattle. I think if you take both of them, you're going to hit one of them. Right? So, I like the way the Rams are trending. I don't like the way the Cowboys are trending. I've watched the two teams closely, and I feel like the Rams have made some adjustments now. They were struggling. They made some adjustments. I like the fact that they're using Woods. Woods is a good receiver and he gets open. And they re- they're not, you know, so much relying on cu- uh, cup every play. And so and Higby's in, in the mix too. He's looked pretty good in in the featured role without Everett there now. And uh they've kind of, you know, went to more power packages, using Gurley. And you know, Goff can play. If he give him time, he could th- he's good. He can he could throw some bolts. So you know, as much as he's been bashed, as much as he's struggled this year, um, fifteen touchdowns, fourteen picks. This is not a defense that I think is gonna, you know, make a big play here. And you know, this is not a good matchup on the. And so, Woods, yes. Um, Cooks, you can't use because he's just not doing anything every week. Higby, yes. Cowboys not been good against tight ends. Cup, of course. Gurley, yes. Goff, not bad. He could throw for two, three touchdowns in this game. Um, on the other side, you know, Dak with uh, Ramsey against Cooper, taking out his best option. You know it's, I think then you'd lean towards Gallup, you know Gallup could have a nice day in this game uh Zeke out of the backfield could have a decent day, you know you're not too thrilled about uh Zeke's running against this run d you know Zeke's kind of had a little bit of a slow year, but he's still getting in the end zone you know he's still he's still moving the cha- he's still moving forward that's the thing about Zeke, but hasn't had a ton of explosive games, you know um and not a great matchup here so I just think the Rams are a bad matchup for the Cowboys. I don't think they're a good matchup for the Cowboys. And I think the Rams are a better team now. The two, the, it's trending one way or the other. I don't see how the Cowboys win this game. You know, the Cowboys have a way of playing really solid at home. Uh, but they're 3-3 three and three at home this year. So hasn't really panned out this year. And again, they've faded. Um, they've been fading. They've lost three in a row now. You know, The Rams, after losing two out of the last three, have won two in a row. You know, albeit against, coming off that 45-6 blowout against Baltimore. And they beat Arizona. But they beat them pretty good. And then they just beat a good Seattle team. Again, maybe a little overrated, but still, 28-12. And they took care of Russ Wilson. So, one week from that, one week removed from that, I don't see how the Rams, or the Cowboys, you know, beat the Rams in this spot. Um, <clears throat> a guy that the Cowboys could utilize in this game more, and kind of throw a monkey wrench at the Rams is Blake Jarwin. If they can use him and kind of get creative with him and kind of lean back on Witten a little bit, Jarwin can make some plays. But again, the Rams can cover tight ends. They got Littleton. They got speedy linebackers too, so they can counter that. So that's like I said, they they have good matchups here. But I like Gallup. I'm not crazy about Cooper. Yes, you're going to throw him out there. Cooper can run a double move on anybody. He can, you know, you're going to use him, of course. But Gallup, I feel like in DFS, is the guy you want to use. I feel like he's going to get the targets. Uh, Jarwin could be a sneaky DFS play. And then Zeke, you know, you hope for maybe 100 total yards with the receiving. they got to use, use him in the passing game a little bit more. Um, is Pollard coming back this week? You'd like to see them using Pollard a little bit more, too, in this game. they got to utilize all their talented guys. they got to try to open up this offense because they can't just rely on uh, Cooper. And I think Pollard should be good for this game. So, if they could get Jarwin and maybe a little Pollard, Zeke in the passing game, they could kind of open up this offense here. And if they can make some plays on defense, you know, and have a elevated game, then they can win this game. But I just don't see it. It's just everything has to go right for the Cowboys and – uh You know, I like the Rams in this game. And then the over-under is sitting at 48.5. And and I think that's too high. I just, uh, the Rams maybe, I mean, the Rams could score 31 in this game. So I guess the Cowboys could score 17, you know. Yeah, so that's I'm not crazy. I would lean the under, but I like the Rams. That's the pick. Okay, Atlanta at San Fran. And you know, Atlanta's been playing some better football lately. Um beat New Orleans 26 9, beat Carolina 29 3, but then lost to the Bucks 35 22. Then they played a tough game against New Orleans, tight game against New Orleans 26 18. And then, you know, Breeze is struggling against Atlanta, but then it just goes nuts against the Niners. So, Peyton had something for the Niners last week. They uh, contained that pass rush. So you wonder if the Niners, with their injuries now, with Ford and uh, Alexander out, are they? Uh, you know, are they a little more vulnerable on defense now? You know, they look what they did against Baltimore. They did hold Baltimore to twenty yards, but didn't get a ton of sacks in this game. I think they only touched Breeze once last game. They still do got Armstead. They still do got Bosa. Um. So, you know, they're still a good defense. And this is a bad matchup for Atlanta. You know, because the Niners are bringing a lot of heat. And Atlanta can't really... Their offensive line is very below average. So it's a good matchup there, the D-line versus O-line. Niners D-line versus the Atlanta O-line. Ridley's hurt. He's not playing. Um... So that kind of bumps up Gage, uh, Julio of course, Um, Hooper, but this could be a game where, and the other was here, Blake, might even be a decent DFS play, but like. This could be a game where Ryan just gets sacked 7 times. He's running for his life. I mean, we saw that against the Saints a couple of weeks ago where Cam Jordan had like four sacks, they sacked him nine times. This could be the same for the Niners. So, if you had Niners D last week and you held on to him, then they could pay dividends for you now. So, they burnt you last week, you survived. You know, I have them in the one league, the other one league that I'm the other league's IDP, so you don't start a team defense, but the one league I'm other league I'm left in uh out of my 11 started with 11 8 playoffs lost 6 went 2 and 6 last week <laughs> rough but anyway i got the niners d i feel good about it this week cuz i feel like they're going to get a lot of pressure they should have 5 6 7 sacks maybe 4 5 6 7 maybe a pick or two maybe a pick 6 definitely possible could be a little match show performance here from ryan especially with a out one of his better targets in ridley um So, I'm not too thrilled. Julio, I like. Um, Like I said, Hooper, I think you use no matter what because of tight ends and the the lack of uh, depth there. Gage and Blake are guys for DFS only. Niners D for seasonal DFS. And then, you like Garoppolo. Although, Atlanta's defense has been playing pretty well. Although, they got... Yeah, they've been pretty, you know, they've been pretty decent against Tampa. They ended up thirty-five, but the Niners are moving the ball um, for the most part with that offensive line and that running game. So Garoppolo is going to have a lot of chances. He could have two, three touchdowns in this game. Debo, Emmanuel, Kittle, uh, Dante Pettis, sneaky DFS play, <laughs> possibly. Hopefully he comes through finally. Oh man, he was a guy I loved this year. That fell apart on me. Problem with Pettis is he's not durable and I think he just I think he needs to work on his body a little bit more. He needs to get stronger. So, his route running, he's still a good route runner. He gets open, but I think he needs to work on his uh strength next year. And his durability, I, mean, I think that's his biggest thing. I think that's what Shanahan sees at him. He's not working as hard as he should be. And then you guys got got guys like Debo, who you was know, strong, could catch, you was know, great after the catch. And they're not really seeing that from Pettis, so that's why Shanahan preferred Debo. And now Debo's starting to come on, so he liked to use him. And then the backfield is Mostert's now because we saw Coleman struggle. He had the one or two big games. But then it was like he wasn't doing anything, wasn't doing anything, and Moser was hurt, like, a lot. And then finally Moser got healthy. He had that blowout game against the Ravens. He had a good, pretty good week uh, game the week before that. Um, and outplayed Coleman. His yards per carry is like almost six, I think. And Coleman's is under four. And Breida's not a guy that, even when Breida was healthy with Coleman, they never used Breida more than Coleman. Coleman was always that one guy, and then... Breed was like the backup. But, you know, Breed was still getting 10 touches or so, and he's fragile. So, Breed is still going to get, he could get 10 to 15 touches in this game, but Mostert will probably get 10 to 15, maybe more. I mean, he had 12 touches last week. He caught that reverse pass from Sanders, which was crazy, but he had 12 touches for, I don't know, over 100 total yards and two touchdowns. So, good matchup for him. They block, they run block. You want to get, of Niners back who's excelling in this with the way they run block, and uh, you know, there are gonna be a lot of opportunities. <sighs> Mostert's look good, I don't see why he would have a bad game here. I'm probably gonna use him over Singletary in my one league. And um, I mean, I could pull back Singletary, you know, I could use Singletary over Mostert. But I, I don't know. I just I just think Mostert's the better play here, and I'm not pulling back on him when I did that last week. And I could utilize him in my other league, but again, I have Cook and Carsons, so and there's no flex, so I can't. But I picked him up, uh, Mostert, you know, just so nobody else could have him. <coughs> and I own him in Dynasty, and I'm happy to have him. He's a good player. He's a track star. He's like a he's like a big time surfer. So, you know, he's got speed. He's got strength. He has like that little Priest-Holmes mold. So it should be a good spot for him. should be a good game for him. Even if he gets 12, 15 touches, he still could have 60, 70, 80 total yards, three, four catches, and a touchdown. So his floor is solid. Ten points at least. Could be over 20. Um, and then Garoppolo, Debo, yes, yeah, Sanders, all these guys. And then, you know, I think this is another best bet for me. I just like the Niners. I just think this is a bad matchup. With that O line, D line, and that's where the games won in the trenches for the most part. Eleven and one at home. Um, Niners still playing for you know home field. So you know they did, they are coming off a crazy crazy game last week. So you, know, you wonder maybe they're a little maybe they're home they're more relaxed. Could be a slow start. Uh. I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I just, like, again, I just see the O-line, D-line matchup, and I'm just thinking Niners. Ten and a half is the spread. It's kind of high. But Niners could just rock this game. And I think the Falcons are due for a game similar to what we saw against the Saints where they lost 26-18. Um, May see that again. And the Niners could just smash them with a bunch of sacks. 31-17, you know, something like that. So I like the Niners. Let's make it another best bet with the Rams and Seattle. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. 31-17, I just said. So, yeah, right about there. Um, kind of... Um, yeah, it's right about there. Could go over could again staying away, just take the Niners. Okay, Buffalo at Pittsburgh Sunday night football. So Josh Allen was showed America what he could do on Thanksgiving. Gets his second primetime game here. This time at night. Against a tough Pittsburgh team. Um now, Pittsburgh hasn't really played anybody. Their schedule has been pretty soft for the most part. Um, last four weeks, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Arizona. They've won three in a row. They beat Cincinnati 16-10. They beat Cleveland twenty thirteen. They beat Arizona 23-17. Um, tough matchup <clears throat> for Hodges here. Bill's defense, very tough. Great secondary. Do not trust any... Bills, I mean, uh, Steelers receivers in this game. Deontay Johnson, no. Schuster's out. James Washington, no. Deontay Johnson, he saved you if you used the last week. It's not happening this week. And then again, with the running back situation, I don't know. It's Connor coming back. They can run block. The Steelers can run block. That's for sure. But it's going to be a three headed monster. The Bills' run defense is getting a little bit better. Um, I don't like this. I feel like the Bills' defense is going to control this game. Now, I'm, so I'm not happy about any Steelers. Really, I don't. I don't think I want to use any Steelers. The only Steelers I would use is their defense and maybe their kicker. But I'm not happy about it because the Steelers' defense will probably sack Allen four or five times. They probably will have a forced fumble or two. I mean, you got Watt, You got Bud Dupree. They're bringing a ton of pressure. Cameron Hayward. Bring in a ton of Fitzpatrick might make a play or two. He's a playmaker. He, you know, Allen's been throwing up those bombs. He better not do that this week against Pittsburgh because Fitzpatrick will walk that thing down, and Hayden too will do the same. So but, Allen's got to be real careful. You know, he's been getting away with, you know, I mean, and it's hard to blame him because they're in third and long situations, and he's trying to prevent, you know, or second and long situation, he's trying to prevent a third and long or a fourth and long. But he's throwing them up, and uh, he's getting away with some things here. But it seems like he knows where to throw it. It's crazy. Like it's like he seems like he sees the field, and he knows uh, he's got strong enough arm where he can throw it in a spot where nobody can touch it. And he's over. He's always overthrowing guys too, for the most part. So he's you know it's kind of where a spot where nobody can even touch it. But he's missed on so many deep balls this year. Um, he's been. And last year he was actually pretty good on his deep balls. This year, he's just missing, and his mechanics are a little off. The pressure is definitely a factor, 100%. That's a factor. But he's had time He's had time in the pocket, too, where he's missed throws. And, again, his deep threats aren't the best. It's like Beasley, Foster, Knox. But he's, you know, he, it's, he's, he missed some throws last week at the Ravens. The first drive, he had John Brown. He led him the wrong way. All they had to do was loft it to the right. He led him to the wrong shoulder. That that would have been six. It would have changed the the entire game. He missed Knox on a bomb. But then, at the same time, it's like 50-50. They're also dropping a ton of passes. He threw a perfect pass to Beasley. Dropped like 30 yards. Threw a perfect pass to Knox, like 30 yards. Dropped. Um, I think John Brown even dropped that last play of the game. I think you know Peters, if you look at it, I tried to look at it real slow. You know, stopping it. It looked like Peters knocked it out, but then I looked at it again, it looked like Peters missed it. I mean Peters made it great. He was right there. His arm was there. And I think it kinda of blinded Brown and it bounced off Brown's left hand. I think that's what happened. It was a good throw. I think he could have lit a little bit more to the left, maybe a little bit. It was still a good throw. But he did have Beasley in the slot on the left. If he would've if he would have looked at Beasley's side, Beasley was running that little zigzag route, in and out route to the left that he's that's like I don't know if anybody runs that better than him in the NFL. He runs that route perfect. And they've executed that so many times around the goal line with him all year. He was open. He was wide open. And it was probably six. He could have probably scored on that. But you can't blame him. I mean, they were bringing a ton of pressure. He knew that the pressure was coming. He was trying to make a quick throw. He was thrown to his best receiver, Brown. And you know Brown had a little bit of position, but Peters made a great play. He made up made up space, and he, you know, he, whatever it was, whether it was Peters' arm, which I don't think it was. I think it was Brown. And funny enough, Peters ran to the stands and was drinking beers with the Bills fans, or poured beer out. Whatever he did, he got fined fourteen grand for that. You know, so Allen, you know, you can't blame him. He's gonna learn though. He'll learn. He, he's he's. It was funny, too, because Harbaugh said, you know, good game, man. He went up to him. You're a good player whatever. And the only thing Allen said to Harbaugh is, we'll see you again. And then Harbor goes, yeah, I know. And that shows you Allen's confident. And if you watch the Bills, if you watch the Bills, they, they are a good team. They are a good team. Their defense is tough. Their secondary is tough. Their run defense is getting a little bit better. And... If Allen can start connecting on some of these bigger throws, because their run game is pretty good too. Singletary is a really good running back. He's got speed, and he can break tackles. He runs with a little power. He's just like a, I don't know, maybe like a little bit of a Fred Taylor type. I don't know. I'm trying to, maybe a little bit like him. Maybe not, maybe not totally. Maybe, I don't know. I can't find the, the right comparison, but he's a good player. You know, Knox is going to get better. He just has so many drops. I think Knox has probably got more, drops in any other tight end in the league this year. He's only a rookie. You no know, Beasley's had a hell of a year in the slot for them. And then John Brown had a pretty good year, but he's not really a true number one. They need like a big with Allen I think you need like a big six four guy. You know Benjamin was here last year, but he was a disaster. The guy wasn't even running his routes. He has no separation. Um so they need to add one more weapon but they're close. And they're going to win this game, the Bills. Because the only way they don't win this game is if Allen has a terrible game where he turns the ball over like three or four times, which is quite possible. He could fumble two or three times in this game. But if he holds onto the ball, even though he gets sacked, if he can use his feet a little bit, get out of that pass rush, um, and he can avoid you know, making some stupid mistakes, they're going to win this game because their defense is going to dominate Hodges. I'll take Allen over Hodges, and I'll take the Bills' defense uh, over the Steelers' defense. I just like, you know, it's a tough game. Could very well be a field goal game. I just think the Bills will pull it out, and uh, I think they'll make a couple more bigger plays, and I feel like they can move the ball a little bit more than the Steelers can in this game, unless Connor really has a nice game, which he very well could too. But is he 100% healthy? I don't know. It's gonna be a great game. Very good game. Nice primetime Sunday game. I'm gonna roll with the Bills. Again, if you have Allen, you know, try to find an alternative. You know, he could very well have, you know, he had 11 points last week. That could be the same thing this week. But he could have 15, 20. Could even have a smash game. He very well could do that. If he hits those bombs, again, Foster's been getting open. Knox has been getting open deep. John Brown's been getting open deep. So he could have a good game. Singletary, it's still used, even though I'm pulling back on him uh, in one of my leagues because I have like, a lot of good options. Uh, John Brown, not great, but he's been, you know, he's a- one of the AFC leaders in receiving yards, so you got to use him. Beasley, yes. I mean, Beasley's been great. He'll probably score again in this game. He'll, pro- he'll probably score again in this game, so yes. And then I'm not using any Steelers, I just don't trust them. Bills defense solid. I'm you know, I could even use them over Niners D. Which is not terrible. But I'm going to stick with the Niners because I just think they're going to get a ton of sacks. <coughs> so, I would take the under and the Bills in this game and I think it's actually a pretty good teaser. Under and the Bills with the points. Because I don't see these two teams scoring. More than forty-five points. I mean, that would just, you know, cold Pittsburgh, two good defenses, two quarterbacks who are really struggling to throw the football. Well, at least you know, Allen's actually been one of the most accurate quarterbacks, nine to twenty yards. He's been he's throwing a lot of lasers right on the money, but his deep ball is struggling, so there's not a lot of big plays from their offense. I mean, could he could he do it? Finally, get it in this game or against New England next week? Yeah. But the low have, the low averages say no, so the under and the bills, I like both of those, and even better with the teaser. Another best bet, let's do it. And I'll take uh, Dawson Knox as a sneaky DFS. Um, Beasley, yes. No Pittsburgh guys. If I'm going to use one Pittsburgh guy, it's going to be Connor. That's it. And John Brown. And Singletary. And one last note on the Pittsburgh Bills game. Weather should be good, just cold. 32 degrees in Pittsburgh, so just about freezing. And no wind, and just looks like it's going to be cloudy. So a gray, cold night in Pittsburgh. But an excellent football game. All right, last game. Colts at Saints. 46.5 over under. Team total for the Colts, 18. Team total for the Saints, 27. Saints getting nine, or giving nine, rather. Um... Saints just obliterated the 49ers defense last week. So you would expect more of the same against the Colts this week. Um Colts good but not great defense. Um you know decently solid. But again, they let up 31 to Tennessee the week uh before last week and then 38 last week in a shootout with the Bucs. So you'd feel like the Saints should be able to do what they want. You know Mike Th- Michael Thomas love it. You know, nobody's been able to stop him. Should be fine. Um, Kamara looks like a pretty good spot for him. This is a pretty good matchup. Colts D hasn't been great. Um, there's a there's a pretty good advantage there. Um, Saints O-line's been playing pretty well. And, you know, Saints are going to be hungry. They're just coming off a great game against the Niners. And uh, they're going to be hungry in this game. So, they'll be focused. Um... Jared Cook, looks like he's going to play. You know, there's really no other second receiver. You know, uh, Trae Smith, Ginn. So n- nothing really to use there. You know, Murray, decent flex. Um, and the Saints could bring some pressure. The Colts really, you know, their... Uh, you know, brissett has been sacked a decent amount. So, will Hilton play? Uh, are you going to use any of their running backs? I mean, Mack... Uh, you know, you're just not really thrilled with any Colts players in this game. Jack Doyle, probably. You know, I, I think I'm going to use him in one league. They're probably going to be throwing a decent amount. Probably be a decent amount of Doyle. Not bad. Saints are kind of like middle of the pack against tight ends, I think. So, Zach Pascal, not bad. If Hilton plays, no Zach Pascal for me. If Hilton doesn't play, okay, give me some Zach Pascal. Give me some Jack Doyle. Give me some Jack Doyle regardless. Don't like the running back position here. Uh, maybe actually, you know what? Give me Mac. I'll go Mac. It's fine. Give me Mac. You know, the Colts' offensive line actually is solid. Run blocking. They can run block. So, yes, let's go Mac. Um, I think you feel pretty decent about him having. Could definitely score. Percet, it's actually a good matchup on paper. So he could have a decent day. Especially if Hilton's back. But again, he's had good matches before and he's a guy that's solid. He's not really a starter per se. I mean, he is a starter, but he's not he you know, he's not gonna lead your team to a Super Bowl. He's not an Andrew Luck where he can you know, if Andrew Luck would put up thirty points, Per set put up seventeen, you know? And that's kind of what he's done all year, even in good matchups. So not really a great matchup. Could the Colts cover this? Yeah, they could. You know, Reich's a great coach. And actually, I think it's a little high. But the Saints could cover this too. So it's not, it's a tough game to pick. Um, 47. That's tough too. You can probably lean over and you probably lean the Colts. But nothing's a smash there. Maybe a little teaser action. But Breeze, Thomas, Kamara, Cook. Eh, Cook decent. No other options there saints d's not bad, um and the Saints should win this game i don't i don't see you know I just don't see the Colts winning this game based off their last two games, Tennessee, you know, they lost three in a row they're kind of fading, actually they've lost four to last five now, so they're fading the colts um you know they're six and seven they're kind of right where the browns are. <laughs> And you know it's tough. I mean, Bryce's done a good job for what he's for what he's done. He lost his starting quarterback. You know, th- they would probably have two or three more wins. With I mean, that game last week against the Bucks, if if uh, Luck was their quarterback, they probably would have won. So you know, it's just that was a huge loss for them. You know, but you understand where Luck's coming from. It's fine. You know, it's 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 just frustrating. So like the Saints, nothing crazy. Again, the guys you're throwing out there a breeze. The usuals and Breeze just coming off a smash spot, so hopefully you can take that from last week and keep going. You don't, you don't. Why wouldn't he be able to? Thomas, Kamara, Murray. Uh, hopefully Hilton plays for you. Doyle, Brissett, not bad. Two quarterback league, um, and Mac, and that's it. And Zach Pascal possibly if Hilton's out. If not, no way. So that's it. Uh, week fifteen. I hope you guys take it down. I hope you advance. To the Super Bowl. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got some good insight. Um, I tried to give it everything I could possibly think of. You know, the weather, the NFL picks, the DFS stuff. Um, You know, whatever I saw on tape that I've seen all year. and All my thoughts of gathering together and just spit out into this show. So, uh, follow me on Twitter, Fantasy Savvy. Give me a shout out. Give me a like. Um, Like the show. Share it, whatever you can do. And if you have any questions, you could send me a DM or just send it directly on uh, Fantasy Savvy, F-A-N-T-A-S-Y, S-A-V-V-Y, on Twitter, line up questions, or send me an email, SteveD'Angelo at Gmail. And that's it. So have a blessed Sunday. Enjoy the games. We'll try to get back next week for the Super Bowl, although I'm having a house party on Saturday. So hopefully we can get there. I'd have to record it on Friday, but I have a lot to do. But if not, I'll try to get, get, you know, if not, whatever. I'll be back for the NFL playoffs. And uh, love you guys. Take care. Enjoy the games. And we're out.